0: Good morning, Boker Tov, Buenos Dias, Sabah Lecher. This is Shana Folds here with the Israel Daily News Podcast, the only English Daily News Podcast coming out of Tel Aviv. I'm here to give you the headlines so you can get caught up quickly. If you're listening, you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon of defense. Today is Tuesday, October 6th, 2020. Let's get to the news. A rocket was launched last night from the Gaza Strip into Israel. Thankfully, the missile did not hit anyone and no property was damaged either. It likely dropped into an open field. No group in Gaza has claimed responsibility for the launch, which threw residents in neighboring Israeli communities into a panic as sirens sounded, alerting people to run into bomb shelters. This is the first rocket to enter Israel since September 15th, when Israel was hit with projectiles during the signing of the UAE-Bahrain peace deal with Israel that happened in the White House. That itself breached an unofficial ceasefire agreement between Israel and Gaza. And this rocket fire is another breach as Qatari mediators came and left about a month ago with a ceasefire for Israel and Gaza in place when the Qatari envoy left. As you could imagine, it's rocket for rocket in these parts. So Israel fired back last night, hitting a Hamas military installation. No one was reportedly hurt. Chaos and pandemonium ensued last night in Jerusalem as police broke up a funeral that had too many people in attendance. The funeral procession was attended by hundreds of Orthodox people with the intention of marching up to the Mount of Olives, which is a holy place where hundreds of Jews are buried in Jerusalem. During this illegal event, police came to break it up, and the pallbearers dropped the body. The young man had died suddenly from a heart condition. Reports say the father of the deceased was beaten by police. Eleven were arrested, and others were handed fines. Don't go out if you have COVID-19. That's the message the Southern District Attorney's Office is trying to send in a first-ever indictment against someone who went out knowing he could spread the virus. 24-year-old Yochai Haddad from a Moshav near Beersheva has been indicted for spreading the coronavirus. On September 25th, his coronavirus test came back positive and he was mandated to enter a 14-day isolation. At about the 10-day mark, he asked his doctor if he could end his isolation to go to a party outside of the city. The doctor said no and told him to continue to isolate. Nevertheless, he left his phone at home, likely to avoid being traced, and traveled across cities to attend a party of around 20 people. The indictment says, quote, The defendant attended the party even though he knew he was sick with coronavirus and that he could infect other participants, endangering their lives. That was the indictment. Let me know what you think about this. This is a first ever ruling here in Israel. In related no-no's for corona, one of Netanyahu's senior Likud ministers, Gila Gamliel, who presides over environmental protection, is under criticism for going up to her second home in the north of Israel from Tel Aviv during a lockdown. Gamliel contracted COVID-19 while visiting the family of her husband for Yom Kippur in Tiberias, where her husband's father is a rabbi. While there, she contracted COVID-19 and has allegedly not been honest with contract tracers regarding her whereabouts. Gamliel is now getting reaction from the public, calling for her removal. She says she has, quote, acted in line with guidelines, though it is possible she erred in judgment. She said she was sorry and will pay the fine. Gamliel says she did not lie about where she was. Netanyahu says he'll await the details of the investigation before making any critiques on a lighter note with the pandemic disrupting both the job market and in-person studies many young people are finding alternative ways to gain career or university experiences. MASA, an organization sponsored by the Israeli government and Jewish agency, offers young Jews the opportunity to experience Israel through various internship, volunteer, and study programs. Despite the huge increase in Israeli infection rates, registration remains high. In fact, masa has reported a 15% increase in overall applications since last year. And an approximate 40% increase in its career and gap year programs. High school graduates say they're joining the gap programs because they'd rather delay their college education than take expensive university courses via video conference. Massa is now launching a remote study program so students can take online courses while networking, interning, or volunteering here in the Holy Land. And you should know that a lot of the people who attended my Yom Kippur service were actually from the Massa program. They're gap year students who are coming here. They're around 18 or 19 years old. I met a lot of these young people. They didn't know where to go for services and they met me when they saw that we were doing this outdoor service for Yom Kippur. In addition to that, we have a couple of interns working at the Israel Daily News podcast as well, that are coming through programs like this. These are young people who are trying to learn new skills, trying to pass the time, and sort of taking a non-traditional route. Instead of just going from high school straight to college, they're coming to Israel and taking some time to do some learning, reflection, and enjoying the Holy Land. I do not blame them. And finally, for a couple of United Arab Emirates and peace-related stories, for the first time ever, there is a sukkah in the UAE. How cool is that? Dubai's tallest building, the Burj Khalifa, has a sukkah in front warming the hearts of the city's small Jewish community. I'm sure there are a lot of people in the Emirates who don't know what it is, but for those who do, it is a sign of peace. And the building now has a kosher restaurant inside of it, which the Times of Israel describes as featuring upscale Mediterranean fare, sleek Asian decor, a wine list, and a view of Dubai's dancing fountains. The food is overseen by a rabbi, and the meat is now being slaughtered according to Kashrut guidelines. Wow, that sounds really nice. Book me a reservation tonight. In one more coexistence story for you before I sign off, Israel's foreign minister, Gabi Ashkenazi, is set to meet Abdullah bin Zayed al-Nahyan in Berlin today. He's the foreign minister for Bahrain. The two leaders have spoken by phone, but never met in person. They plan to meet and talk, as well as take a walk through Berlin's Holocaust Museum together. Ah, how nice! If you don't know, last month the UAE, Israel, and Bahrain signed peace agreements in the White House. These are the third and fourth agreements for peace with Arab nations since Egypt came first in 1979 and Jordan came second in 1994. All right, well, that's it for today's news. Today is Tuesday, October 6th. We have a low of 22 degrees Celsius and a high of 31 degrees in this central city. That's 71 degrees Fahrenheit for the low going up to 88 degrees. Thanks for getting caught up with me. Don't forget, subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. I am everywhere. I'll send you off with The Brokenhearted by Aryeh Shalom. His music is described as neo-Hasidic opera, and it deals with some traumatic life events. My rapper friend Rami, better known as Kosha Dills, recommended this piece of work to me he says it's a first of its kind since Orthodox Jewish music has never openly commented on issues like divorce or losing custody of your kids. These are just a couple of topics Shalom's work speaks to. Have a great and productive day. In
1: the evening, I the of my grave. Won't you save my soul from deception? Will the darkness sing your praise? But I have seen tomorrow Looks much better than today Them each by name. Odu <laughs> Creator of my soul. I shall i